you're about to listen to a broadcast of the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Pastor Eddie Montgomery Jr. ministers a word entitled, Jesus is the Answer. Stay tuned. As you remain standing, Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory. God, we ask, Lord, that you have your way in this place, God. We ask that you move by your power and by your spirit. God, we ask, we know that you have a word for us on today. And God, we ask that we receive the word in Jesus' name as we come in your name and by your name. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You could be seated. Amen. You could be seated. Amen. Amen. We're going to come from Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Everybody say Mark chapter 5. Amen. And we thank God for those that's in social media land. Amen. We thank God for you that's logged on, that's that's listening to us on today. We live. Amen. We do not count in robbery. You could be at any other site listening, but you chose Greater Harvest and we thank God for you. Amen. Thank God for the ones in the Philippines as well, the Greater Harvest in the Philippines. Amen. And thank God for them as well. Amen. Mark chapter five. I'm ready to get right into the word. Mark chapter 5. Amen. Mark chapter 5. Amen. When you got it, say amen. Amen. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the guardians. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately... There met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who, had, who, was, who has dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, but because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, meaning he ripped them apart, he broke them. And the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day. He was in the mountains. And in the tombs. Crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off. He ran and worshipped him. Everybody say worship him. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thy son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine or pigs feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forthwith Jesus gave them leave 
and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swines and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000. Look at somebody say 2,000. That's a lot of pigs. And were choked in the sea. They died in the sea. The pigs died. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and seeing him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion, what he was doing? He was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it took them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they begged to pray him to depart out of the coast. And when he was come into the ship, that's Jesus, he that was possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not. But saith unto him, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord have done for thee and have had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Dicepolis how great things Jesus had done for him. All and all men did what? Marvel. Today, I don't even have a topic. But I want to talk. Uh, it'll come to me, I guess, when it come to me. Amen. But I, I want us to put ourselves in the atmosphere of what's going on here. I want you to mentally put yourself, picture, I want you to picture yourself on a boat and you with Jesus. And now you getting off the, the ship or the boat. And the thing that I like about it, he did not stress or he did not address about the city. That wasn't the biggest thing that he harped on. He harped on how he got out the ship and immediately a man came with him possessed with the devil. Now, that fascinated me because he talked about the main thing that this scripture is talking about is putting emphasis on a graveyard. You say he came out the tombs. So it's putting emphasis on a graveyard, not even the city, but the graveyard. And what I want to do is walk us through probably two to three things that I want to bring out or takeaways that I want you to take away today. One is that he addressed somebody being in a grave, living among the dead. He, that's what he, 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 he the man, he, he just stayed in the tombs, in the graveyard. Two, I want to talk about the state of the man. Because I feel 
that we can identify or a lot of people can identify with this man. And then the last thing I want to talk about is how Jesus conquered it all. How he is the answer. So I guess my message will be Jesus is the answer. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is the answer. So let's take a journey coming out of this ship. Now we see this man that was possessed with the devil. Now a lot of us can identify with that. A lot of us have seen or have encountered somebody that was possessed with the devil. You say, oh, that person, something ain't right with them, or they something off of that. They evil. You know, you, you, you come across people, especially nowadays. It's so bold and so, so, uh, so, so, um, it just, it's like right in your face now. It's, it's not hiding, <laughs> you know. And, and, and this man, he lived among the tombs. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a cemetery or a graveyard site, but I remember growing up, and I'm going to just do a little digress. I'm going to tell my little story. I remember growing up, uh, growing up in the church, we used to, there was a, 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 a sister that she was our Sunday school teacher, and she was our, our person that a lot of the young people looked up to. We, we really looked up to her, and we still do, but the thing that happened in when we was growing up, it used to be a cemetery or a graveyard in close to where, you know, um, it was a high school and then it was a graveyard that was close to the high school. So at night, after we used to have what is called Friday night, sir, uh, I might be. <laughs> Friday night service used to be in church Friday night. All the young, that used to be young, youth night or young people night. So, and then we used to have Saturday choir rehearsal and stuff like that. And that used to go on to about seven, eight o'clock at night. And I'm talking about choir rehearsal. And, and after choir rehearsal, sometimes we used to, uh, the, the teacher or the sister, she used to get us in the car and drive us home, take us to our homes. But we used to pass by this graveyard and it was a road we used to call the Bloody Mary Road. And when we passed by the Bloody Mary Road, we knew we was going past the graveyard. And what she used to do, she used to, I don't know why she did this to us, but she used to drive real slow by the graveyard and it's dark pitch dark at night and what she used to do she say she used to tell us a story you know it's a lot of people that died that's in these graves and we going through the grave but they say there's a person that always used to tender or manage the graves and all of a sudden, as she's telling us these stories, she'll turn off the lights in the car. Cut the headlights off and everything. So now it's pitch black. And all of us start screaming. 
Because we thinking the car done broke down because she'll act like the car stopped. Like she'll stop the car and then cut off the lights and everything. And then she'll be screaming, Bloody Mary! Bloody Mary! And all of a sudden, it had us so scared, she'll cut the lights back on and she'll start laughing. She'd just laugh at us. And for years, she used to do this. To the point that when we drove by the graveyard during the daytime, we, I, to this day, I don't even know what the grave, cemetery graveyard name is. We call it the Bloody Mary Road. That's the Bloody Mary Graveyard Cemetery. That's, that's down there by Bloody Mary. And even sometimes she would have, she'd say, you see that person there? And there'd be nobody there, but in our heads, we actually thought we saw somebody. We thought we saw something. I say all that to say this. Picture yourself coming off the ship in this graveyard. We'll call it Bloody Mary. And all of a sudden you see this man come running and howling and screaming. And you look and you see that the man is not right. My question to you is what made that, what happened to that man that caused him to have, be in that state of mind? Now, a lot of people preach this and they, they talk about the unclean spirit and they talk about the man with the legion. You know how much a legion is? Between the two to 12,000, that's considered a legion. So that means that if you're dealing with angels or if you're dealing with spirits, that means two to 12,000 of different spirits. Now, when Jesus, they saw Jesus, they came running. And what they did, they did something phenomenal. They began to worship him. Now, can you imagine the state of this man? What got him to house so many spirits? I can imagine this man was tormented day and night. I can imagine this man did not want to be this way. I can imagine this man did not want to have anything to do with what was troubling him. I say that to say this. This is where a lot of us are today. You can be tormented in your mind. You can have thoughts that is not like God that caused you to stress, to cause you to worry, to cause you to have anxiety, to cause you to have fear, all attacking your mind. This is what was happening to this man. He had so many different aspects of his life that was being attacked that it overtook him. 
it consumed him to the point where it says he was cutting himself to stop the pain, to stop the agony, to stop the torture. This man did not want to be like this. That's just like a lot of us, and I say us, not y'all, but us, I'm included. I don't want to be in a place where so much attack is wearing and I'm fighting and fighting and fighting to the point where I succumb to the fight and I give up and I allow it to overtake me to the, to the point where I'm not who I'm supposed to be. That's the objective of the devil. He wants to bombard you with so much stuff so that way you won't be what you are called to be. So we see this man in that state of mind. Can you picture yourself in that state? Can you picture all the things that come to you? The, 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 the thoughts that come to you? The, the thoughts that try to bombard you to make you feel like you something that you're not? Can you imagine how this man... Can you identify with this man is going through? This man did not want to even live. Nobody wanted to be by him. Nobody wanted to be associated with him. The Bible says that he lived among the grave, meaning he stayed there. The family, the friends, nobody didn't want to have nothing to do with him. They put him away. They put him aside. I don't know if you ever felt like that or felt abandoned or felt like uh, uh, you just they just forsook you or people forsook you or people took advantage of you or don't want to have nothing to do with you. But that caused you to be in a state of mind that I don't I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I can't go anywhere. And this is where this man is. He is in a man. He's in a state where he's living among the dead. Now that's a whole different other story. Because here it is. He's still alive. But he associate or identify himself with the dead. Now how many of us are doing that? In this day and age, how many of us, we have life, we have life in us, we have a spark of life in us, we have a spark of our idea that's going to bring forth a life in us, but we live in our circumstance, our situations is among the dead. When you are called and you have something in you. But yet your atmosphere and your surroundings is dead. You are in a state, you will become in a state of torment and frustration. Because you understand that it's nothing, nothing is benefiting me. I cannot even talk to a dead person. We don't have nothing in common. They're not talking back to me, but yet I'm still pouring into them. How can I be living for so long and be among the dead? Graves. And I heard a preacher say, the biggest, if you want to go to the, the most richest place of ideas and the most richest place of thoughts, you go to the graveyard. 
because somebody didn't do or they carried that thought or that idea to the grave. They didn't do nothing with it. So it died with them. But I don't want to be that one that carry what God has put in me to the grave. I don't want to be that one that what God has poured into me and commanded me to do to be among the grave. I want to make it manifest to life. So this man is hollering. And the funny thing about it, when he see Jesus afar off, he began to run to him and begin to howl and begin to run to him. Now the Bible began to say that when he did and he got close to Jesus, it said he worshiped him. Now, this is a message that's going to encourage you because two, we in, we in um, stage two, remember I said I wanted y'all to see the state of the man and how he was, you remember that? Uh, the state of the man was he was in torment, the state of the man was that he was being ruled and he was being led and influenced by over thousands and thousands of different spirit in one man, and yeah that's, 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 that's one man carrying a thousand, uh, over a thousand spirits in them uh, how can I break this down? Uh, that's like just so that way for somebody who don't understand that. That means that uh, the best way I can explain it, you know, a schizophrenic person with multiple personalities. Uh, that means that can you imagine having a person that's one person but having over a thousand different personalities that you don't know who is who? You don't know who's talking. You don't know who's saying what. That is what this man was dealing with. He was dealing with the thoughts of different thoughts that was not that was not benefiting or that, that's going to better him. It was trying to kill him. And he was fighting that spirit. Have you ever been in a place where you have to fight off spirits? This man was fighting for his life to the point where he was trying to cut himself living among the dead. And when he saw Jesus, he ran. I can imagine those spirits didn't want to go to Jesus, but the man ran to Jesus because he was fighting within himself. And as soon as they saw Jesus, guess what they did? Even the demons had to bow down and worship him. They asked the question, why have you come to torment us before our time? <laughs> now, these were some, now, uh, can, I, can, I, can I get a little deep on y'all? Because then we'll, we'll get back to it. These were some bold powerful demons these demons was not just a regular headache demon you know how you get a headache and you be like oh I need to pray over myself and, and you know uh, you get a bug you get a sick and now these were not that type of demons that influence people these demons was territorial principalities they were in control of territories. They didn't want the 
the t they they was responsible for influencing how the territory received things, how the territory thinks, how the how the territory uh, responds. They were in control over regions. That's why the Bible didn't emphasize a city. When Jesus came out of the ship, it said about a country. It identified with a country. Now, when they worship and they say, you come to torment us before our time, uh, that is so profound because they know at the end of time when Jesus have to judge that they will have to be put into a place where they already know they are going. The problem is that what they're trying to do is influence people to forfeit the blessings that God had died, sent his son to die for, so that way they can join them that already know where they're going. They know where they're going. They know where they are going. And they want you to go with them. But thanks be to God that you have an advocate that has died on the cross so that way you don't have to go where they are going. So they said, what we're going to do, we're going to torment people while we're here. We're going to torment people while we are here. And what happened, they have territorial, regional influence to the point that's what they was doing not only to this man, but we're going to see how they did it to also the people of that town. Jesus, they worship Jesus. And Jesus says, what is your name? Because before when he saw the man, he had compassion on the man. Jesus says, come out of that man. He spoke to the spirit. Now, I'm going to put, oh man, I really don't have time, but I really want to take my time with this because I want to help you understand that a, a child of God, if you are a child of God or if you believe in Jesus the Christ, he has more power than any demon or any, any, any entity uh, that can ever come against him. He has more power than them. How do we prove this? Uh, that's why you don't have to be scared of a witch. You don't got to be scared of a sorcerer. You don't got to be scared of, of a demon. You don't have to be scared of the devil because uh, the, even, the, even the demons and the devil have to bow down uh, at the sight of him. But not only at the sight of him, they bow down at the name of him. They don't even have to be in the presence because the Bible says they were afar off. Remember? They was afar off. But at the near presence, that means that Jesus has so much power. Oh, golly. He has so much power that when he got out of the ship and put his foot on the ground, the whole atmosphere changed. To the demons recognize it and say, well, maybe he's coming back to do his judgment. But wait a minute. It's not. And that's why they ask him, why have you come to torment us? In Matthews, it says, before our time. 
Because Jesus says, come out of them. You need to look at somebody and say, come out of here. You, Jesus, told them, come out to me. But they didn't want to come. But they had to come. Because he said, come out of them. So they had to obey. Now, this is where I get excited. And because that's why Jesus is the answer. Because when Jesus said, come out of them, everything that tormented the man had to come out. Everything that had the man in disarray had to come out. Everything that was torturing this man had to come out. Now, <laughs> the demons began to try to bargain. Well, don't send us away because we have great influence over this region. The devil himself gave us assignment to be the principality over this region. So we, we don't want to leave the region. And so can you, let's, let's see where can we go? Because we can't stay in this man. Look at somebody and say, when you delivered, uh, I don't hear nobody. When you delivered, you delivered. The devil and those demons had to come out of the man. So they said, where can we go? That's why when you praying and somebody's getting delivered, you always ask to keep you covered under the blood because they have to go somewhere. But you cover yourself under the blood so that way you are covered. So they say, where can we go? Oh, we see some pigs way down under. Send us to the pigs. So Jesus says, okay, you go. They went into the pigs and the pigs. Now, if this man was housing thousands of demons, you can imagine how his psyche was, his mind. The damage it did on his mind. Oh, God. The pigs themselves couldn't handle the demons that entered into them. So they decided to violently, not peacefully, but violently throw themselves and jump off the mountain into the sea because they didn't want that in them. Now, the third thing, Jesus, I, I just, I, I got to take me. Jesus is so powerful, saints. That he took this man that was influenced and had damage done on his psyche. 
the Bible says that the man in verse 15 after the demons left out of the man Jesus began to minister to the man I believe Jesus began to talk to him and restore him in his mind we're dealing with so many people that's dealing with a lot of mental illness or mental because that's real that's real we, we deal with a lot of people that's dealing with mental issues and deal with a lot of things that happen to them mentally and, and I mean physically and it affects them mentally y'all get what I'm saying to the point that you, you don't know how to cope you don't know how to respond you don't know how to react to it I come to tell you that Jesus is the answer because what Jesus did, he took a man that had a mental breakdown and he restored him with his words, with his time. The Bible says that they saw the man sitting under the word, sitting, listening to the word. That's what happens. When you pray, if you're struggling and you got things going against you, you begin to pray. And you ask God to cover my mind. You ask God to work on my mind. And what happens, God will begin to do it. And not only will he do it, but then he requires you to do something. Then you have to sit under the word you got to replace those thoughts and those attacks with things that will help you overcome the state that you was in the man was sitting learning from Jesus the man was sitting absorbing everything this man had delivered me and I am appreciative of that so we're dealing with a lot of people that need to be delivered. I come to tell you that Jesus the Christ, he is the way. He is the answer. And when Jesus, he begins to deliver or he begins to console or restore you, you will be in your right mind. It says the man was sitting clothed. That means he had time to put on clothes, get himself together. He had time to understand I need to get myself not only together, but I got to change how I see things. When Jesus come in your life, he will get you to learn that you have to change. And he will help you change. You just got to have a willing spirit to change. He will change you. Don't be trying to, oh, I got to change. I got to wait till I change. No, 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 no. That's an attack of the enemy. He will change you. You just got to be obedient to want to be changed. And change will happen. The man was sitting cold and in his right mind. How can he be in his right mind when he just had over two 
thousand or more different influence that damage his mind because of Jesus and who he is and what he can do to the point that when they saw that the people the other people this what got me messed up and I'm almost finished this what messed me up you had this man that got delivered that got set free that got whole in his mind that got a different mindset because he knew the way that he was. He was now a living witness that Jesus is the real thing. He was a living, because nobody else could tame him. Nobody else could handle him. Nobody else could fix him. Uh, but Jesus was the one that fits him. Just like Jesus is the one that could fix us. He's the only one that can fix us. We can't fix nobody. I can't fix you and you can't fix me. I can't change you and you can't change me. But I know a man that can change you, that can fix you, that can make you whole and lack nothing. This man lacked nothing. This man was complete because he had a word. He had an experience with the almighty Jesus the Christ the true Messiah. And I come to tell you, if you have an encounter with Jesus, see, that's why the devil don't want you to uh, listen to this. Remember I told you he was the prince of the air? He was the prince of the regions? Uh, that means that he has the influence of the air. <laughs> but I come to tell you that Jesus, when they saw this, they, instead of being happy for the man, they got mad with Jesus and told Jesus, you got to get up out of here. You can't stay here. What you just did, it messed up everything. The ones that was keeping the pigs, they got mad. They told the other people in the city. The people in the city came out. Who is this that just caused disruption in the region? What does that sound like? That sound like people that's influenced by those same devils that entered the pig. Uh, because they still was part of the region. Oh God. But God began to show me. When Jesus began to heal this man. And he began to talk with the man. Everybody came out to see what was what has happened and when they begin to see what has happened Jesus was teaching the word of God he was teaching about the kingdom of God and how they could be part of this kingdom and when he the man was sitting there and he was clothing his right mind everybody else wanted Jesus to get up out of the, the land get up out of here you gotta go you're causing too much disruption that's what the devil's trying to do to a lot of people in Atlanta because uh, I'm preaching here in Atlanta uh, don't you understand that you are influencing a region you yourself you 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 that God has delivered from Satan's hold you that God has delivered from Satan's attack you still part of a region that is influenced by demons uh, how can I prove this how in the world you think Atlanta what is Atlanta known for 
Uh, some known for partying. Some known for homosexual lesbians. Uh, we know that that spirit runs heavy in this city. But and some also know it's about fakeness. Uh, if you really want to know somebody from Atlanta, uh, you come to Atlanta, you will be introduced to how to fake the funk, how to make it look like you got it when you're only living on credit card. Oh my gosh, have mercy. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh God, have mercy. I feel good there. Is it? I want to stay there right quick because maybe I need to deliver some folks on this area. How is it that I could go to the sundial uh, or, uh, or go to and, and, and charge up a lot of stuff just so I can post on the social media to make it look like I'm living this luxury lifestyle? Well, uh, the way that I could do that is because that's what the spirit of this region, this city, is all about. They know how to make it look good. Uh, if you're single, you better watch out because you could come across a female that will take you for all your money and leave you broke and then look at you like, what, what, what you texting me for? I got to ghost you because you don't have no more money for me. I used up all your money. That's the spirit that we are living in and that we are, oh, you got to, man, women, I, I can't just put it on the women. Men, uh, the women, you got to be careful about the men uh, because you never know. He might look like he got all the money in the world and still stand with his mama and still stand using his daddy credit card to pay for what you are doing and what you are getting and you gotta be careful you better get a birth certificate to make sure that he's a man oh, oh my gosh have mercy all right all right all right all right all right uh check 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 the atom just check that check the throat check the throat uh but 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 uh i say that to say this if god delivered us from the influence of that where we are not concerned or trying to be like that then he gives you the power in order to take control over that region Woo! God, I feel it. Why is that? Because those demons recognize who Jesus was. And if Jesus is in you, then they should recognize who's in you. So that way, no demon. That's why the disciples, we got to get back to that point, saints. We got to get back to the point that we know what we carry. I carry an anointing on my life that when I come to a city, the demons have to tremble. When I come to a city, the people have to be delivered. When I come to a city, they understand it's not the person, but it's the God in the person. And I come to tell you that God is the way. He's the truth and he's the life. You don't have to succumb to the fakeness of what the devil brings to the region. You can conquer the region by 
today by living sanctified, by representing his name, the name that's above every name. Because at the name of Jesus, they don't even have to be in your sanctuary. They don't have to be in your vicinity. But at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every demon will tremble. Every tongue will confess. I'm talking about somebody that's blood-bought. That understand that what Jesus did on the cross, he did it for me that I may have power to overcome the influence of the devil. Power to overcome the attacks on my mind. Power. I have the power. Look at your neighbor and say, do you have the power? Do you have the power to overcome? Do you have the power to change regions? Look at this city and tell the city, no more, no more. We coming, we coming in the name of the Lord. We're gonna lift up a standard and that standard is holiness. We're gonna lift up a standard and that standard is doing the right thing. We're gonna lift up a standard that's proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. He's Lord, he's Lord, he's Lord, he's Lord, he's Lord. You got to get it in your spirit. I'm talking about the Lord, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. Those demons in the region, we are assigned to take over. And the only way we're gonna take over is by using what we have. What we have. We have a mouth. We have a mouth that we can declare things. We have a mouth that changes atmospheres. We have a mouth that can speak those things as though they are not. I speak holiness. I speak wholeness. Woo, God have mercy. Somebody shout wholeness. Somebody shout it again. Shout it again. See, I'm talking about wholeness. I'm talking about wholeness. That means your mind. Your mind, your mind is intact. It's intact. It's secure. Your mind is stable. Somebody shout wholeness. I'm talking about wholeness in your mind. That means the attacks of the devil. It don't come to you. You pull it down. You pull strongholds down. You pull it through your mouth. You pull it through your mouth. Somebody shout wholeness. We change the atmosphere based off of the power that we possess through our mouth. How in the world a demon can sit up in here and be comfortable when we got so many people that got the Holy Ghost in them? A devil is not comfortable with the spirit of the living God. So you got regions and territories. We got to start letting them know not today. If Jesus sent those disciples out 
two by two. Y'all remember that? Two by two. They went out into other cities and command change. What power do you have in you? That same power. You that receive Christ and love Christ is in you. We have that same power, saints. Jesus is the way. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the, he made this man, he told the man, Jesus about to leave. The man wanted to go. I would want to go too. Because then that means I want to get out of that, that atmosphere. That's what the man was trying to do. He was trying to get out of that atmosphere. Because he was now whole. He was in his right mind. So the right thing to do is get up out of here. Because they didn't want to change. But what did Jesus tell them? Stay. Stay. I say, God, why would you why did Jesus tell him to stay? He said, listen to what Jesus told him. He said, go and tell your friends. Go back to your family. So I said, Jesus had to talk to the man because Jesus understood the man had family and friends. He said, go back to your family. Go back to your friends and tell them the compassion that I had on you and what I did to you. Be a witness of what I did to you and tell that to somebody else. The point that the regions had to bow and change. Many people got saved because of that one man experience. In my closing, that might be you. What God has done in your life, how he delivered you, how he set you free, how he made you whole, how he's working on your mind, how he's protecting your mind. Are we a witness to what God is doing? You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.